Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. We've got a wonderful, wonderful show in store for you with another great guest. Of course, you know I say that all the time, but they are. I really have been getting such great guests lately. Um, I'm amazed over the last several months of how many... Um, great people have uh, graced me in my studio and have been on the show and the call-in. So um, anyway, let's get started. I know all week long you've been anxiously awaiting your quotes of the day. Let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. From the universe. Once you make up your mind and start something, once you commit to it and say yes and never look back, Do you have any doubt that I won't rush to your side? That legions won't be summoned? That players won't be drawn to help, assist, and fall in love? That connections won't be made? Circumstances won't be crafted? Dots won't be connected? That the course of history won't be irrevocably changed? Good. I didn't think so. I'd say you're ready. The universe. Ah, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley and the universe. Always such fun and very encouraging. One of the reasons why I love to read his quotes at the beginning of every show because um, they are extremely, extremely encouraging and always so apropos for whoever our guest happens to be that day. And let's see what Abraham has to say today. Huh, this looks like an interesting quote. From Abraham, gender identity is inconsequential from an energy standpoint. In other words, when we view anything that is physical, we see the energy of it. And we note that the energy of what you call male and female is equal in all things. Abraham. Hmm. So a very interesting quote. I don't even think I've ever seen this quote before. Talking about sort of the difference between male and female in terms of energy, but I really think it, it's a larger point being made here that, you know, there are so many things that we tend to think of as uh, so important as, you know, uh, this is this way and this is that way. And we tend to sometimes forget that the energy of what makes up all these different archetypes, of all these different attitudes, of all these different things actually exist in everything some things might have a little bit more of an active energy or more of a passive energy or more of a confrontational energy or more of a peaceful energy but that doesn't mean that anything is 100% peaceful or 100% confrontational that everything is made up of a balance of all of these energies Yes, when we see things in front of us in the physical form, you know, we tend to look at them in, and say, oh, you know, that person is an aggressive person or that woman is, is a very soft woman. And, and so we just see sort of what's immediately in front of us. But we tend to forget that, you know, underneath the surface, there's a lot more going on. And this is something that I, I think as we become more mindful, as we become more sensitive, more aware of of really the depth of what's happening around us, uh, that we begin to see that, you know, nothing is truly, purely black or white. That really, it's, it's on a whole scale, a whole continuum of the rainbow that goes from 
you know, infrared to ultraviolet, everything in between, and goes way even beyond that because of the, the frequencies that we cannot even perceive physically. So I think this is an important point to keep in mind, to not just judge things in front of you as black or white, but remember that they're really made up of all different components that leave them somewhere along the continuum. So remember to just move forward and trust because that's also, you know, as Mike Dooley in the universe says, you know, when you believe that you line up, you make that choice, you line up your energy, mountains move, seas part, and all kinds of things happen uh, f- to help support in, in your endeavors. So again, uh, I think these two quotes are, are just very important to keep in mind of the energy that we bring to things and the energy that uh, exists in the world around us. And it's, and it's so funny to me because years ago, you, if I talked like this, people would like cross their eyes and think I was nuts. And nowadays this is becoming much more mainstream. So... Hope you enjoyed your quotes of the day. We'll have more for you next week. It is now my pleasure to introduce you to Barb Schmidt, who is an international speaker, a philanthropist, a spiritual mentor, and the best-selling author of the book, The Practice. She's devoted more than 30 years to her studies with such inspirational leaders as Deepak Chopra, Thich Nhat Hanh, Scott Peck, Buddhist nun Tenzin Palmo, Thomas Merton scholar James Finley and Marianne Williamson and we are very very glad that she took some time out of her busy schedule while she happened to be up from her home in Florida and New York City to come into studio today so welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour Barb. Thank you it's such an honor to be here I'm thrilled. Wonderful it's great to have you here. Wow, you really studied under some great people. You know, we've ha- I've had a, a couple of different Buddhist nuns on here, um, and and another Tenzin, but not Tenzin Palmo. I'm not familiar with Tenzin Palmo. Yeah, she's. She, um, I love her to death. She's a Western. She's from London. Oh, really? Yeah, and she went over to India and started studying when she was a teenager. Oh, and wow. she's the one. Her book, uh, the, the the biography written about her cave in the snow. She's the one who actually lived oh, in a cave for cave fifteen the, years. Wow! Yeah, wow. she's the most real um, human being I think I've ever. I say this about all of them, just like you say about our guests. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just amazing because here's a here's a woman who's deeply spiritual, lived mm-hmm. in a cave for fifteen years, mm-hmm. but you li- you sit and t- talk to her, sit and be with her. She is so normal and she is so. Uh, relevant and can ex- can speak to everything that we that we experience and that we talk about. So wow, I just love her. Wow, you know, I was looking back over my archives and I realized a, a couple of years ago, probably 2012 or or 2013, um, I had on a, a, a Buddhist nun who was a a, um, a follower of of Geshe Michael Roach, and she had um, a- after I had interviewed her, she was going on a three-year, three-month, three-day silent retreat yeah. in some like hills in the Arizona desert or something and had raised the money to do it. And uh, yeah. I imagine she's probably done by now. Well, maybe not. Mm. Maybe another few months or so, but I, I have to get her back on when she comes yeah. back. So so I'm, I'm curious, Barb, uh, uh, international speaker, philanthropist, spiritual mentor, is this like when you were a little girl and you said to your mommy, hey, mommy, when I grow up, I like want to write a book and like be a spiritual inspiration for people around the world? No, no? I love that. <laughs> but it ties so beautifully with your quote today. Yes. When you make it a decision, when mm-hmm. you get in alignment with what it is you want to do with your life, it, you move mountains. Right. So no, but Absolutely. I always had this desire that uh, I, I wanted to matter, 
and I wanted to make my life count, and I really wanted to give back. Um, no, I grew up in an alcoholic home and, and had a really oh, difficult, really? difficult childhood. Um, uh, I, I heard wh- where did you grow up? In Chicago. Oh, the Chicago, Chicago area. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. In the Chicago area, yes. So it was really hard. I, mm-hmm. I'm the oldest of five, and it was difficult, but I had this little piece of me. I'd watch TV or see mm-hmm. all these things. We were poor. Mm-hmm. There were five of us, and I'd think, I'm going to uh, make it someday. I'm going to make it someday. I'm going to make it someday. Uh, so I did. I started working for McDonald's when I was uh, in high school. Really? And ended up owning my own restaurants before the age of 21. Oh, So wow. I did make it. <laughs> wow. So you were really yeah, motivated. I was incredibly motivated. Um but in a way, trying to make myself count and matter, like I said, right, I was right. so determined. And, and, and it's so interesting because so many people can come from that kind of background and in some ways it can beat them down. Yeah. They feel like the world's against them. And then other people, not, not just yourself, but many people I've talked to, it, or it can serve as a motivation to say, you know what, I'm going to matter. I'm going to do something with my life. I, I, I see where I come from and, and I want to change yeah. this. Yeah, and I think what happened for me was that I was—I I saw everything around me that money and things and houses and all the mm. external things is what I needed to matter. That's right. what was lacking in my life. I right. just needed to have all that, so I went after it and got it, uh, and still was unhappy and still uh, was miserable. Uh, and, and so I had everything you know that society says we need to have: money, right. all this stuff. Uh, right. But ultimately, I was um, really incredibly unhappy and miserable, even though I had all of these things, right. and started suffering from an eating disorder, a bulimia. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. Yeah. So that okay. was my my way of, you know, bulimia is such a insidious disease. You it, it, it disconnects you from yourself because you don't want to be with yourself. Right. And right, so right, it, right. it helps you understand, okay, just keep going externally, and you're a perfectionist and wanting all these things. Right. Uh, but eventually, then it takes its toll. And right. I woke up one morning and said, I can't live this way anymore. Wow. And went wow. into treatment. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. And, and at what point... Uh, uh, was it during treatment or was it afterwards that you felt like there was some kind of switch that kind of put you onto your spiritual path? Yeah, this was 1984. Oh, wow. So uh, Karen Carpenter, of mm, the Carpenters, dating yes, myself, had yes. just passed away in 83 of oh, anorexia, yes. bulimia. Yes, yeah. So when this voice within said, go get help, mm-hmm. I checked myself into treatment. Right. And I, I, I think it was a combination. Once I got there, 84, no cell phones. Yes. There were no televisions nothing in the room right. so I was by myself mm. um, so between therapy learning how to meditate mindfulness walks yoga uh, you know six weeks of spending time with me and really getting it all out really you started doing yoga in 84, 84. wow that yeah. makes you like a real forerunner it's <laughs> no. like nobody even knew what yoga was in 1984 no. I remember those days yeah <laughs> yeah so I think it you know, a bulimia, but I know all disease, all addictions, all of us, whether we have one or not, this mm-hmm. uh, this society today of rush, 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 go, 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 yes, we're disconnected yes. from ourselves. So Absolutely. six weeks in treatment got me really connected to me. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And you even learned to meditate then. Yeah. Wow. Meditate. Was it like TM or just regular meditation? Actually, it was breath. Oh, breath work. It was breath work. Oh, it was breath wonderful. work. And because wonderful. it was so, you know, it it's... It's it's brutal and it's disconcerting mm. to sit with yourself and sit with your thoughts. Oh, and, absolutely. Uh, so to be in that that kind of an environment, doing mm. that together, it was it was transformational, wow. um, and certainly is my passion of helping people start to get connected with themselves right, right, before right. we connect with the world. When you left treatment and went back to your regular life, was it difficult to kind of? after now kind of having experienced this stuff and and wanting to make that shift and change to now go back into your regular day-to-day life? 
Yes, but I think it ties into your quote today. Yeah. Once you make the decision. decision. So when I got into my regular life, it's like, oh my gosh, now what? Yeah. And I had made the decision that this was what I was going to do. And I had okay. to strengthen and deepen that. Uh, the 11th step of Behe, sought yeah. through prayer and meditation to deepen right. you know, my conscious contact. So I, I, it's when I started studying with all the masters and the teachers and went on uh, retreats and carved okay. out time in my life to put my practice as right. a priority. And so everything else really blossomed after right, that. Right, right. So you really said, look, this is important to yeah. me. And like I need to find the time. I need to schedule yeah. the time and not just let life dictate when I can do things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Okay, great, great. Well, um, I want to, we'll talk a little bit more. We're going to take a quick break, okay. but I want to get in a little bit more of, of what happened to you while you were studying with all these masters and what brought you to the point where you actually decided to write a book about it and actually started to teach this stuff, okay? Yeah, I love it. Wonderful. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you on a path of consciousness or spirit? Is personal or spiritual empowerment important to you? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And I am here to answer your questions and bring you experts in all areas of life to raise your awareness and support you in your evolution. Tune in at my new time, Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern on www.talkradio.nyc. That's Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com Welcome back. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and my guest this hour is Barb Schmidt, author of The Practice. So, Barb, before we went to break, we we're talking a little bit about your background and you know coming from uh, not necessarily the best environment, and and still even once you made it sort of materially successful, still inside there was something eating away at you, and 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 this uh, bulimia issue and checked yourself in and really decided to heal from that and that kind of started you on your path um so i'm curious as you were studying with these different men who was the first uh, person you went to study with I'm scott curious. peck oh, the scott road peck. Less ah yes somebody gave it. me that book when i got out of treatment and it, that first sentence life mm. is difficult yeah I'm like, okay and he's going <laughs> to teach me how to how to fix that <laughs> right right yeah, scott peck wow okay wonderful and and so as you started like studying all, under all these different masters and you really like in the 80s and uh, you know late 80s early 90s start doing this is when yeah. not a lot of people were doing it 
Did you find that it was more challenging than you thought it would be? Or, you know, were you expecting it to, to be different than what it actually was? No, actually the opposite. It uh. Every time I went on a retreat or went uh-huh. to a hero lecture or workshop, it just empowered me and nourished me even more. Because mm. as I started to practice and as I started right. every day to sit down with myself and practice, it it's that's what happens, as you said in that quote. It just yes. starts to move mountains. It starts Lines to unfold right. in life. So I would come back more energized. I think the biggest challenge always was how do you make your, how does your inner world and your outer world mm, come together? How do you, yeah. how do you live, you know, for a couple of weeks on a retreat? Then right. you have, how do you come back into the come world? Back, so right, right. that was always, how do I, it was always my deep desire. How do I get those mm. two uh, merging in sync with each other? Did you find like your friends and your family were not always so supportive of, of this transformation that you were <laughs> undergoing? And that I was a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's why I love 2015 and this yes. generation now. This it's so mainstream now. We're right. not weird anymore. Right. Uh, yes, they were. They were skeptical. I think seeing mm-hmm. me in recovery, though, they mm-hmm. were grateful for that, but right, they weren't quite right. sure of this way that I was going yeah, about it. All so this other stuff. Yeah. yeah it, it took a while for people to kind of get it, and then just uh, let me be as I let them be. I didn't right. come into my life and try to change them either. I didn't uh, try to say, hey, look what I found. Okay. You guys have to find this too. I just went about, I, I like to call it quietly changing the world. Mm. So I just went about changing myself and, and supporting right. myself. And right. when pe- when you allow others to be, they let you be. Right, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's one of the biggest teachings that I always try to impart with people is like, you cannot change another soul. You can change yourself. Um, and by changing your, ourselves, we can inspire other people, but we can't, we can't change yeah. anybody else for yeah. themselves. Did, did you find that uh, maybe some friends who had been good friends before kind of exited your life and then other different kinds of people started entering your life as you started to shift internally? Yes, definitely. And and ultimately, I ended up getting divorced from my first husband. Uh, the, we owned the McDonald's together. Right. Very amicable. Just we had grown okay. apart. And mm-hmm. But absolutely, you start to, when you start kind of stepping into your own life, because I really hadn't stepped into who I was. Right. Uh, when you start doing that, you start recognizing what it is that you want, you know, right. how you want to live. And, and you do this in a very conscious, kind, right. loving way. So right. things just kind of evolve and people go their separate ways right. um, in, in a nice way. It's, it's got a rhythm about it. it sometimes mm. it's not as easy in the moment. Right. Uh, right. But as I look back on it, you know, things do happen the way they're supposed to. I do right. absolutely believe in that and, right. and trusting Yes. That everything happens in the universe. Right. God has your back, really. Yeah. And that as things evolve, you are going to be able to make the decisions that you need to make. And so are the people right. around you. So it, it absolutely changes. Right. And your it doesn't situation. happen overnight. It, no. it takes time. You know, sometimes we get a little impatient and we forget that, you know, there's a rhythm to life. You know, yeah. there are four seasons and, the, and that it, it can take, you know, a few seasons for things to really shift and change because once you plant the seeds, they don't sprout right away, right? It takes a little, you know, nurturing, a little watering and slowly but surely they come up. So we, we, especially in Western society, we tend to be in such a rush for for things to change. Well, I think that's why it's a practice. And, and also for me, that whole quote, um, it's not the destination, it's the journey journey. takes on a new meaning because that truly is true. Yeah. It's not really where you're going. It's, it's, the whole moment to moment, the whole process. Yeah. yeah. So you really Absolutely. get that. So you can settle into it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. And get comfortable with yeah. it. And, and you know, when you're used to not feeling safe, 
it yeah. takes a while of, of feeling safe, of being safe before you truly feel safe inside and out. Totally. That's yeah. beautifully said. Yeah. At what point did you decide to, to transition from not only being a student, but to also be a teacher? So I ultimately got remarried in 1992, okay. 93 actually. And, um, moved to Boca Raton, Florida. I was living mm-hmm. in, in another uh, city in Florida. And mm-hmm. my husband was affiliated with Florida Atlantic University there in Boca. And uh, okay. as I started doing this work, I really was in a mode of, I ended up studying all the great traditions and uh-huh. teachers and religions. And that's kind of who I am. Right. I went, they had a peace studies program at this ah, university. So okay. I went over there and I uh, said, um, tell me about peace studies that you're doing. I'd like uh, to be involved. And they said, well, and they started telling me all of the conflict resolution and Mm -hmm. outer peace things. And I Mm -hmm. looked at the dean at the time. I said, what do you do for inner peace? Mm. We don't really have anything for inner peace. Oh, interesting. (laughs) So that was 2001. So that really, I said, well, this is what I do. This is my practice. I would love to Mm -hmm. maybe talk with you about doing some kind of a community Mm -hmm. uh, outreach program. Just started from there. That idea for me that outer peace begins with inner peace. Inner peace. Absolutely. Absolutely. So through workshops and lectures and the community and it just spread and spread and people would say, would you please write a book? Could you have anything to give us? You know, get up and give my talks, but I didn't have anything to give them. Okay. So as you said earlier, it's kind of a natural organic unfolding. I don't ever think that I thought I was going to be writing a book. Right. uh, right. But it was the natural next step. Gotcha. And, and, and when you started to teach and share and do workshops and seminars and stuff, was there anything about that like really surprised you? Was it easier than you thought it would be harder than you thought it would be or just different or, or was it pretty much like, Oh, this is just the way it should be. That's a really good question. Um, at first for me to stand up and talk, Mm. was like, oh my goodness, am I ready for this? And, right, and right. probably very self-conscious in the yeah, beginning. Yeah, and, and, it, and it was, because it, it, the, the people, people that come to hear someone like me talk are mm-hmm. ready and they're mm-hmm. open and they're looking. So the, the energy and the audience and the people were just amazing. I think what, what struck me the most was how really connected, how really mm. energetically and loving we all are with each other. Mm. I cannot say that there was any time in the past what has it been, 14 years that I've spoken, that I haven't walked out of there saying, I love that whole experience. I love the people that I'm with. And there's just a real connection. So you start to get it that we are good, loving human beings at the source. And how do we come together and start living that way so that we can ultimately have that ripple effect really to try to change the world that gandhi thing be the change that's my real big motto of mine and and i you know from the people that you've studied i mean you've studied everything you know from from very western traditions to very eastern traditions i mean from from thomas merton who is was an amazing amazing uh, catholic mystic who who tried to bridge worlds to you know uh, scott peck and and tenzin palmo i mean it's it's really fascinating and i think it's it's kind of very representative of what's going on in the world today that people are waking Mm -hmm. up to various different traditions and seeing how to bring them together yeah i think it's what i love about your show and shows like this Mm -hmm. you are you are bringing all aspects of people together you're bringing all of us together and that's my whole mission is that there's not really one way there's not really one teacher there's not one right right right. and wrong way so i think people resonate with my work and why it 
was so successful mm. back in the early days was that it's accessible. It's right. open. It's not mm. rigid. It, mm. I'm not telling him you have to do this, 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 and this, or, right. you know, it's not going to work. It's really right. about, I, I always say we cannot escape ourselves mm. even for a second. So we must right. be so totally connected to ourselves right. that then we really then can go out into our lives. And so these masters and teachers and the ones living, the ones that have passed away, are all just inspiration for us to get connected mm. to who we are. Right. Not connected to them. Right. I mean, right, I love right. all of these people. Right, 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 right. But I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm connected to me, and they right. inspire me. Right, right. They inspire yeah. you to, to form a deeper connection yeah. with yourself yeah. so that you can inspire others to form right. a deeper connection with themselves. Right. It's, right. it's not about... Uh, you know, I like to say it's like the time of the guru is over. We are the guru now. And, and it's not to, to to give over our power to someone else or it's not like things are were only accessible through somebody who was already enlightened as it might have been thousands of years ago. Right. But now everybody can come to it in their own way. And we need to. Yeah, That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. Um, are, are there any sort of new up-and-comer teachers that you happen to like a lot? I have been on a couple retreats here with Gabrielle Bernstein. Ah, Gabrielle Bernstein. Bernstein. She's yeah. actually been on our network. One of oh, our former fantastic. hosts went to college with her. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> she is, I love her energy and her... Yeah. Her message. I mean, yeah. she really is out there being that that light that she talks yeah. so much about. Um, right. So, and my daughter, who who um, works with me with Peace of Mind, Peaceful Life, our nonprofit. Oh, really? So she's really been Gabrielle Bernstein and some of the the really beautiful yogis here. Uh, Tara Styles, uh, love her. Talk okay. about a human being that is so open and wanting you to get connected with your body so that you can really get connected, you know, to yeah. your life and. Yeah. So I think just some of those, um, and I'm still with J- James Finley and Tenzin Palma still going uh-huh. on there, Dalai Lama, uh-huh. you know, I just came yes. back from a retreat with him. So it's like, how do we keep bridging these new and the old and really just start, you know, igniting our right. own fire and our right. own light within yeah. really is what's important. So, so real quick before we go to mm-hmm. break, are you an optimist about the future? I am so optimistic about <sighs> the future. And I, I, I say it. that because I work with teenagers i work with Ah, autistic adults i work with moms i work with athletes wow every time i'm in a in a workshop or in a in a lecture with the it is so inspiring and so Mm. incredible i think we just have to have confidence that we are strong enough and good and that we can go out and live our lives and start living that way to start shifting right and and that as, as much as there may be lots and lots of challenges in the world today the things really are shifting in a positive direction. It's just, I just, I always have this argument, not argument, a discussion with people that, you know, it seems like the world is falling apart and there are all these problems and, you know, we're going to kill ourselves because we're going to kill the bees and that's going to collapse the whole ecosystem. And I'm like, yeah, but there's so much good happening. You know, I also like you have confidence that we'll be able to turn anything around to really save ourselves this time. So um, yeah. it's good to know there's more optimists out there. I'm not on my own. <laughs> well, you know, it. it um, sometimes things have to fall apart. What, right. Pema Chodron, that beautiful Buddhist nun I study oh, with her, yes. you know, oh, when really? things fall apart. That Part. I love yeah, her book. Yeah. Sometimes they have to fall apart a little bit for us to wake up. Wake up. And certainly right. that's what happened for me. Right. I, I checked myself into treatment. That was my wake-up call. We all right. have to wake up. Right. And I think the universe is calling us in a massive way to yes. wake up. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely wonderful. Okay, so 
when we come back from break, uh, I want to talk about the practice, you know, kind of mm-hmm. what you see the purpose of your book as being. And, and I also want to learn more about that nonprofit that you've started. So sure. everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. My guest this hour is Barb Schmidt, and we will be back in just a moment. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media. My guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. So, Barb, um, when did you actually start writing your book, The Practice? Uh, about 2011, 2012. Oh, okay. How long did it take you to write them? A couple years. A couple of years. <laughs> And so when you, what was your purpose in writing the book? Like, I, I know from people, you know, you were doing these lectures and things and, and classes and, and people wanted a little bit more, but I'm sure there was a specific intention when you started the book. Well, so about 2010, I, I was sitting in my meditation practice in the morning mm-hmm. and, and this, this voice came up and said, um, you're going to change the world with peace and meditation and mindfulness. Oh, and wow. I thought, okay. And so I'd already been doing this work at the university. I thought, mm-hmm. yeah, that makes sense. But but I am a I am a true giver. That's just mm-hmm. part of my nature. And so um, nonprofit work has been part of my uh, being since my McDonald's days. I started Ronald McDonald Children's Charities of South Florida. And uh, so I've always uh, had that piece of me. Okay. So I thought, you know what? Maybe I start this nonprofit as mm-hmm. this outreach component to my university mm-hmm. work and my high school work and start this nonprofit, Peaceful Mind, mm-hmm. Peaceful Life, because it is my mm-hmm. thought that when, when our mind... Uh, when we get a hold of the thoughts in the mind, it's right, going to translate right. into uh, a better life for ourselves. So yeah. I started the nonprofit first, this Peaceful right. Mind, Peaceful Life, and started that first. And then as the vehicle, mm-hmm. then people kept saying, we we need something. You need something to mm. explain how do we have a peaceful mind, a peaceful ah. life, and all of that kind of stuff. So we need something. So as the vehicle to be able to uh, spread the message, really, right, uh, right. the book was oh, born. Okay. And so I had a publisher in, in Florida that wanted to publish it, um, HCI Books. Um, right. So... It's just kind of a natural, it's kind of beautiful, right. what, we, what you said at the beginning of the show, how yeah. life 
unfolds oh, and mountains right. are moved. And yeah. it, it, certainly I didn't think I'd be sitting here talking about a book <laughs> way back then, but it's, it's, it's the natural next step. Yeah. And I the love work. the format of the book cause it's like small, Thank it's, you. it's, it's easy to carry, easy to read. Yeah. So it's like one of those things that's portable, you know, I, yeah. I love books, but when they get like the big heavy books, I'm like, oh, you know, it's like, I don't want to carry that on the subway yeah. with me, you know? Yeah. That was my whole intent. How yeah. can we use this as a kind of a recipe book for life or a guidebook yeah. or, a, you know, a little, um, partner to help you try to start a practice for right. yourself and really start stepping into your life. So now that it's been out a little while, has there been any feedback that you've gotten about the book that really surprised you? Uh, it's, it's always humbling to get uh, the, the really great feedback that you, uh, this book has changed my life. It, mm, you've made it so easy. Um, mm. The fact that you study with all these teachers and that you're able to distill what uh, some of these teachers are saying yeah. has really changed my life. So uh, I think that I just spoke with a woman the other day. I did a talk and she said, I, she came up to me and she said, I just want you to know what I'm doing with your book, w- what I'm using it for and how you've changed my life and where I've come. So mm. things like that, you know, just like your, pro- you probably have your program, you know, you just hear one thing on a show yeah. and it can be just what you needed to hear in that moment to Absolutely. really start, you know, Absolutely. start your life in a different direction. It's, it's wonderful. It's, it's, it's what I love about you. It's, it's kind of uh, what I'm good at myself because when I start off my career out of college, I was doing technical trainings because I had a computer background, but I was good at working with people. So I was always good at explaining very technical stuff in very simple ways. Yeah. And so when it comes to sort of some of these esoteric stuff and the spiritual stuff, uh, you know, the, the original teachers, it's understandable, but not always that accessible to regular people. So having that talent of really getting it and then being able to translate it down to simpler language is something very yeah. very valuable in today's world yeah which is how you start the show i think it's yes. why i sat her and i thought <laughs> oh my gosh am i in such a beautiful place yeah yeah it's so important there's a there's a great you talked about being a teacher there's a great great quote from swami vivekananda mm-hmm. from the sri ramakrishna order and he says you know no one can teach you no one can make you spiritual right. you need to go inside and become your own teacher so i really mm. believe strongly that we ultimately end up and, and so when i heard that I thought, yeah, I'm ready to teach, mm. but never, never giving up the idea that I'm also a student. Student, yeah. right, right. What do you think is the big challenge for people today in today's world for them to go inside and be their own teacher? Patience, uh, sitting with themselves, knowing that it's going to be hard, knowing that it's going to be, and, and being able uh, to just know you can't escape from yourself. Right. So if, if you're trying to escape yourself, you're going to be, you know, toward the mm. latter part of your life saying, okay, this hasn't worked. <laughs> yeah. You know, so eventually it's going to catch up with you. You've got, you've right. got to make friends with yourself. You've right, got to right. have a relationship with yourself. You've right. got to be kind to yourself. You've got to nurture yourself. You've got to understand that the relationship with you is the most important relationship in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think people are afraid of that. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's hard. And, and it's interesting because you say nurture yourself. It, it's a theme that has been coming up over the last year that I'd never heard before. But now with some of the new work that I've been doing, self-care yeah. is like so important. And now that like I'm beginning to participate in self-care, yeah. I'm beginning to hear so many people. It's starting to like creep into the collective consciousness that, yeah, it's like self-care, self-parenting, you know, to give yourself what you never got from other people when you were a kid because they were dealing with their own stuff and to be so connected to yourself that you Mm. know what you need in every moment so i'm on this tour and i got home last week and my back was bothering me a little bit and so i thought i'm gonna go to yoga you know not to even think twice oh it'll be fine oh it's okay that my back hurts 
No, it, my body was saying, Barb, take care of me. Right. You've been running, you've been on planes, go take right. care. So I went to a yoga right. class and right. I felt great. Yeah. So you really start knowing what do I need to take care of myself in every moment? Right. And it doesn't mean that you're going to go someplace and, and ignore the rest of your life or the rest of the world. It means right. that you learn how to, in every moment, moment get connected and just do in the moment what it is you need to do for yourself or plan it or strategize about it. But really right. knowing, it's that right. deep knowing that Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just making it most. part of your life. And, yeah. and you know, like a, one very, very good friend of mine who's kind of a teacher, he, he said, you know, one time that he goes, you know, I hope the biggest gift I can give my two-year-old son is that being the example of like knowing how to take care of myself so he'll see that it's okay for him to take care of yeah. his self and get his needs met. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that it's such a, a great lesson for, for the, the young people in the world. Um, so tell us a little bit more about the, the nonprofit that you started. What, what's the mission of the nonprofit? The mission, of it's, it's really to help people um, live their lives from the inside out, to, mm. to start to spend time with yourself, start to learn how to get connected with you mm-hmm. and outer peace, you know, through inner peace, this idea of it. So it's a community, it's a resource, it's a partner, okay. face all the, all the and, uh, social media. And, and who are you trying places. to serve with this nonprofit? It's interesting that you say that. Everybody asks that. Because you, you, you have to try to serve one part to get started. Right. And I I'm finding it difficult to do that because I want to serve everybody. Ah, everybody okay. I go out, somebody says, would you bring a course you know, teaching autistic adults? I never ah, would have thought that I'd be teaching autistic adults. It's I been see. phenomenal. So I'm, I'm actually trying to serve anyone that's interested in learning how to really develop a relationship with yourself mm. to get that inner peace. Then, then ultimately my greatest mission is for there to be outer peace in the world. Mm. I mean, really that, that idea that we have loving kindness Right. For all, which is a grand, you know, King, Gandhi, Dalai Lama, all those great teachers. Right. right. Uh, but it is my deepest passion that we all right. find that sense of inner peace. So that's the mission. So it's a resource, um, quotes and, and right. blogs and daily inspirational videos. And, you know, my, gotcha. I did my TED Talk a couple of weeks ago. So those kind yeah, of things to right. help you. I'm not saying don't read novels and don't stay engaged right. in the external right, right, world. Right, 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 right. But find a piece, a minute here and a minute there where you can actually read something like you your quote right it took right. a minute two minutes yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, it can be just what you need uh as you go about your day and still do your ordinary things but Absolutely. you'll carry that with you right it'll, it'll come up during the day oh wait a minute uh, the universe has my back here yeah and and that's the thing is to really make it an integrated part yeah. of your life that it doesn't have to be something separate like oh it's just when i do yoga in the evenings no it's a part of your life yeah. um you know there is no after work and during work time it's it's your life. It's how you live your life, how you show up. And and looking for those pieces of support are something that we should be doing all the time, not just in the quote unquote off hours. Yeah. And, you know, it's how do we connect to ourselves? We're in the middle of a high stress day. Yeah. You know, how do we connect with ourselves when we're at a family reunion and someone's triggering us? How do we connect with ourselves when someone cuts us off on the highway? Right. Yeah. Uh, completely and we do that by you know with the breath or any of the little tools that I have outlined in the book but I think one of the greatest things someone asked me how did you integrate this finally Mm. because I was on retreat and I'd come back and I think what what happens when you start to practice Mm -hmm. and you start to little by little do that it it just starts to when you're trying to work on yourself and not trying Mm. to change outer conditions not trying to change Mm -hmm. other people it starts to naturally happen that this is my life and so the way i'm living my life is the way that i live my life so you're right yoga meditation mindfulness all of those things are all those ordinary moments 
are the extraordinary right, moments right, of our life, right. really. So it, Absolutely. it's practice. It really is about practice and trying to work on you and not trying to change right. others. And, and, yeah. and making a decision, right? Making a choice of like, this is important enough yeah. to me that I am going to make the time yeah. that, yeah. you know, I'm not going to just wait until it's convenient that, you know, it, it, I can make it convenient yeah. any time of my day. So well said. Do I want to live this way? Yeah. You know, how do I want to live my life? Did, did I, I say a lot that um, someone asked me and I said, I've become the boss of my own life. Mm. <laughs> you know, too often we give up control mostly to our mind and the thoughts right. in the mind, but right, often right. we give it up to other people instead of really being in charge and knowing this is my one, as Mary Oliver, the American poet said, yeah. you know, what are you going to do with your one wild and precious life? Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. my one wild and precious life. And are you going to make the decision to be the boss? Right. Really? Exactly. It's all about exactly. that. And then allowing other people to live their own lives, but you really stepping into your own right, and taking right. control. Right. You know, yeah. the, what is it they say that the, the longest distance we'll ever travel in life are the, 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 the three feet from our mind to our heart? Totally. That is, I, that is my favorite. You know, but there's an Eastern Orthodox saying it doesn't, it takes no time to get it into the mind, uh -huh. but then you're right to get it from the mind to the to heart. The heart. It is eternity. Yeah. yeah. The Wonderful. longest distance. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, believe it or not, it's time for us last commercial break oh, of the show. Wow. See, wow, time fast. really flies when you have such wonderful, fascinating guests. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Now, Awakening Humanity. Our guest has been Barb Schmidt, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Dude. 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 Transforming Tuesday nights from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern on TalkingAlternative.com. It's the Dudes of Disruption. The Dudes of Disruption is a new show geared toward the global tribe of disruptors who are committed to interrupting the automatic ways of their lives so they go out and leave their mark on the world powerfully. Consider every Tuesday night, 8 to 9 Eastern, on TalkingAlternative.com, forever disrupted. The Dudes of Disruption, disrupting your automatics. Dude. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. So, Barb, I was wondering if uh, in our last segment, if maybe we can give our audience some like very easy to implement practical tools to help them to have a practice in their life. So how would someone just get started? The first thing that I say to get started is start easy, mm. start small, start simple. So when I learned how to meditate, I learned how to meditate with the breath. And uh, I've been really great. I've learned many other techniques in the 30 mm -hmm. years, but the breath 
if you think about it, we already have it. Mm -hmm. We don't have to learn it. We don't have to remember to do it. Right. <laughs> you know, our right. breath is our life force. It really is going through us. So I say the first tip of the day is to sit in silence with yourself for one minute. Ah, Just putting your attention on the minute. breath. Yeah. Let the thoughts come and go. It's going to be brutal mm -hmm. <laughs> if you've never done it. It'll be difficult. <laughs> But just sit there. Just right. just allow yourself the or give yourself the permission and allow yourself the space to just mm. sit for one minute, bringing your attention back to your breath. Let mm. the thoughts come and go just to start that connection with that inner life force, with mm. that power. Mm. And I say power because when you really get connected to your breath, mm. it is incredibly powerful. So yeah. that starts small. And then mm. what happens with the breath, why I love this starting with this one minute then I say throughout the book, I talk about how do we bring that into our day. Mm. I'm feeling stressed. So first of all, this prepares me. Right. I'm sitting down. I'm getting prepared because I'm connecting with me before I go into my day. Right. Now I'm in my day and life right. is hectic and chaotic and stressful. Right. And so I'm training myself to stop for a minute, 30 mm -hmm. seconds to come back to the breath. So I'm feeling stressful. Go into the bathroom or go, go someplace and just close your eyes for a minute and just connect back with the breath. This, this coming into yourself and going out, coming in and going out. So you just do that as you start to become aware that I'm feeling stressed. So what happens is you start to feel your feelings. You start to become aware I'm feeling stressed. Right. I'm angry. I'm right. irritated. I'm sad. Right. So you're getting, con as you see, little by little, you get connected. And it's the mm -hmm. process of little by little connecting. And then at the end of the day, using that same technique that you used in the morning, sitting mm -hmm. with yourself, television's done, partner, mm -hmm family, whatever is all done, you're done reading, you're ready to go to mm. sleep, close your eyes for a minute, connecting back with your breath, mm. letting everything in the external world go with that intention, the day's over. Right. I did the best that I could and it's over. And, and I think one of the things is important that you said, it's like, you know, noticing how you're feeling, what you're doing and not making yourself wrong for how you just happen to be feeling in that moment because that's how you feel. There's nothing right or wrong about it. It's just how you feel. Yeah. And I think we, we have a tendency to really judge ourselves like, oh, I shouldn't be angry. Oh, I shouldn't be upset. Um, and I think, no, it's like just notice, just noticing and allowing it to be okay, whatever it is, giving it some space. Well, and that's what meditation is training yourself to be in the present moment, really. Yeah. That's all it is. And right. so if you pay attention to the breath and you start having this rhythm in your life. So mm -hmm. I, I give myself permission to come in if I'm feeling that something's going on and then I come back mm -hmm. out. So you get mm -hmm. this rhythm going. And so you start to recognize, you become aware and you start right. to recognize, wow, I'm feeling guilty. Mm. Uh, Barb, what's going on? What, mm -hmm. What's happening that you're feeling guilty? See, so you can kind of see, you, you can't escape. Right. You can't shove these feelings down. You can't get right. rid of them. You right. can't pretend they don't exist. Right. So meditation, mindfulness, sitting with yourself, connecting with you, you start to get a relationship with yourself. So you start to recognize we would do this for a friend. Right. You know, how are you feeling today? What's going you, you seem like you're a little edgy or whatever. We would do. We're doing the same thing for ourselves. Right. Okay. How are you right. feeling? Feeling a little bit sad. Right. Oh, you know, what's making you, you just have a conversation with yourself. So the right. things come up. That's right. what that's what bypassing the thoughts by focusing your attention on the breath. Things come up. Uh. So I've firm believer that you have to feel your feelings and then work through them. Mm. And 90% of working through the feeling is becoming aware. Uh, I see. And, and this is something that you do with people of all ages, of all situations. We were talking during the break about, you know, your work with autistic adults. Yeah. That, that even just doing something as simple as this with, with someone who has autism over, over time can have a tremendous impact. Huge, because we're giving ourselves space, which is what we don't 
have today. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have time. We don't have space. We don't have any any way of of just being. Well, I, I, I'll take a different view on that. That we do, but what what happens we is we allow yeah. all these other things to impinge upon our space, so that we don't feel like we do. Because, as you said before, we're not really being the boss of our life. Um, you know, like one practice that I do for a while now is even though I have my phone and I get emails all the time, when it comes to weekends, I'm not sending out any business emails on weekends. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I mean, unless it's something really urgent or something that's got to get done before Monday. No, it will wait until Monday. Weekends are like non-work time. Yeah. But, you know, these days people are so used to the instant communication. It's like if they send you an email. It's like, oh, it's been five minutes. He hasn't responded. What happened? You know, and it's just, no, it, it's like, don't we remember the world before we had cell phones? Yeah, <laughs> I know. No, I, you, you start to have your own boundaries. Right. You start living your life the way you're choosing to live it. And when you do it in such a mindful, soft, gentle, kind way, people appreciate that. And they understand right. it and they accept it. And you do start to become, you know, the boss of your own life. But you also start to emanate that uh, confidence and courage for other people that, exactly. you know, hey, I want to I want to I want to be in charge of my own life. I want to live right. my life. I don't want to have to use the phone on the weekend if I don't want to. Right. I want to if I'm not really enthusiastic about saying yes to somebody, I want to mm. be able to say no and feel good about it, mm. not feel guilty or not feel like they're not going to speak to me again. Right. Um, I, I think it's just learning how to. I always say you have to get connected with you first and then the courage and the confidence and all of that comes. Right, right. But before we close, I'm just wondering, do you have maybe one story of somebody who you've worked with that really touched you personally, that that uh, really meant a lot to you? Oh my gosh, there's a lot. Oh my uh, goodness. Um, I have one um, I have one friend who, who is a hiker mm-hmm. and she um, hiked uh, in the Himalayas. Oh, wow. A couple of years ago. And a storm moved in Mm -hmm. and it got really cold and she got sick and they got halfway up the mountain. And she said to me or she said to the Sherpa, she said, I don't I don't think I can make it. I've got to go back. Mm -hmm. And he said, we can't go back. The Mm -hmm. storm is moving and we have to go up. And she thought she was going to die. She really didn't think she could make it. And so she said she told me when she got home, she literally just sat down with herself. She'd been practicing. Mm -hmm. She just sat down with herself and she just connected with the with the positive Mindful mm-hmm. thoughts that, you know, I can make this. I am well mm-hmm. uh, connected with her breath mm-hmm. and she made it up the mountain. And I and I say that because what struck me about that is we do think of scientists say we think 50,000 thoughts a day right. with over half of them being negative. Right. So right, she's in an right. extreme situation thinking I'm not going to see my family again yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. She turned her whole attitude around instead of being frozen on that mountain mm-hmm. and made it to the top. And I think that's the power of sitting with yourself wow. that you can just by changing the thoughts in your mind, right, connecting right. with your breath, you can get to the mountaintop. Right, 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 right. Whatever you the know. mountaintop happens to be exactly, for you. you know, yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can, yeah. You can make the mountain. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Um, so if people want to learn more about, let's start with the nonprofit, okay. where would they go to learn more about that? Uh, PeacefulMindPeacefulLife.org Peaceful is mind, the website. PeacefulMindPeacefulLife.org. Okay, and it's on great. Facebook, and we actually have... We have a massive following, about oh, 2.9 million. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's amazing. People are hungry yeah. for inspiration and for nourishment. So oh, peace excellent. of mind, peaceful life. And then my website is barbschmidt.com. Wonderful. And if they want to get your book, The Practice, where can they find it? Uh, everywhere. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all the local booksellers. And check out the TED Talk. That'll that'll give you some inspiration, right. this 13-minute little short 
uh, tips right. on, on how to practice and your passing. what about, do you have a personal website? I do, barbschmidt.com. Barb Schmidt and, and, and Schmidt spelled S-C-H-M-I-D-T. Yes. Ah, yes, wonderful, perfect. wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much thank for you. taking time out of your busy schedule oh to come gosh. on the show today. It's been a pleasure to have you here, Barb. Oh, an honor. Just what I needed today. Beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Wonderful. Thank you so much. So everybody, of course, uh, please stay tuned. Coming up next, uh, our, our, your favorite uh, entertainer, uh, Kevin Barbaro with his show Coffee Talk 3.0, now nationally syndicated, uh, 53 markets around the country. We're very proud of him and uh, he'll have some more entertaining and uh, wonderful stories for you and of course we will be back next week with more uh, great guests for you thank you for listening so much and we will talk to you next week You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you on a path of consciousness or spirit? Is personal or spiritual empowerment important to you? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And I am here to answer your questions and bring you experts in all areas of life to raise your awareness and support you in your evolution. Tune in at my new time, Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern on www.talkradio.nyc. That's Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at Monty at MontyTaylor.com. That's Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at MontyTaylor.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Dude. 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 Transforming Tuesday nights from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern on TalkingAlternative.com. It's the Dudes of Disruption. The Dudes of Disruption is a new show geared toward the global tribe of disruptors who are committed to interrupting the automatic ways of their lives 
so they go out and leave their mark on the world powerfully. Consider every Tuesday night, 8 to 9 Eastern, on TalkingAlternative.com, forever disrupted. The dudes of disruption, disrupting your automatics. Dude. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 